Welcome to the People and Performance Podcast, offering tips and expert insights into the strategic capabilities, behaviors, and results needed to grow and sustain employee performance. In this People and Performance Podcast, we discuss the role that L&D plays in organizational performance. Listen as we also consider what it takes for an L&D professional to play a strategic role in an organization. Chris and Bill are joined today by Alex Tosevich, L&D expert and head of product at the Academy to Innovate HR. Having worked in various L&D roles at a number of global organizations, Alex has now shifted to leading the product development at AIHR. He has a passion for digital learning. In particular, how digital can be used to help behavioral change through experiential learning. Enjoy this conversation and remember to check out more episodes. Alex, welcome to the People and Performance podcast today. Thank you for having me, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. Alex, uh, let's start with a big question for you. In your opinion, what, what role does learning and development play in organizational performance? I think that um, if L&D takes a strategic role in an organization, it will be um, of great impact to it and to the performance of organization. And um, I've also uh, went through some statistics and uh, in the Learning and Performance Institute research uh, that they've compiled, 57 of uh, employees in their research said that L&D was somewhat happy, the employees were somewhat happy with the uh, functioning of the L&D organization. Um, and that often is because uh, implementing a really effective um, uh, learning program that will hit the performance targets of the company or will really help people to develop that is quite uh, quite hard and it requires more skills. And I think um, uh, what is happening with the L&D organization is that not enough emphasis is put on the importance of business acumen and uh, uh, business skills of the L&D professionals. And this is important because it helps an L&D professional or anyone who is actually in charge of L&D in an organization to really speak the language of the business. And here I mean um, understanding your business from uh, the perspective of, you know, going to uh, go go see visits with your sales team, understanding what the marketing team is doing and really being with the employees to understand where the problems are. And that's the only way we can really uh, start the learning process properly. If we talk about what starts the learning process is the, uh, the, the needs analysis. And uh, when you are a part of the organization, understanding what the pain points of your employees are, talking their language, and then uh, communicating that to, to the board or to the management team uh, in an effective way uh, using uh, the voices of the employees is really going to put L&D as a strategic priority as well. And you, uh, you as an L&D professional are able then to articulate how you're going to help company perform in the end. Let's get some more tips for L&D professionals, if you don't mind. What, what do you think it yeah. takes for an L&D professional to, to play a very strategic, very important role in an organization? What, what are those characteristics? What, what, what is their background perhaps involved? Yeah. And, and what, what are they having to do on a day-to-day -day basis to, to make that difference? 
Uh, I think that's, a, that's an excellent question, and uh, I, I wanted to, um, to to continue on the on the business acumen. This really means uh, partnering. Uh, uh, let's say if uh, if you're building a program uh, for your CX team or customer experience that you shadow some of the work environment work work things that they're doing at the moment, and to be able to see where the friction is happening, really being in line uh, and in synergy with the other departments in the organization, which means that you understand from the HR business part partners what the the frequent issues are or you're partnering with managers to understand uh, uh, in, where in the process are, are the issues happening. And another um, really important thing is when you have a good understanding of what's happening in the business and what's the business priority, you're able to lift the L&D for being this uh, uh, training producing uh, department in the organization to someone who strategically decides what is it that they're going to build. So um, as an L&D professional, you're often faced with different requests from different departments. So it's really difficult sometimes to understand what is going to provide the most value to the organization in the end. Um, and so uh, once you are able to uh, to dissect the processes and understand when is training or what type of intervention is necessary and tie that to business performance, that's really uh, going to make an impact and be visible in the in the company results as well. So uh, one of the most important thing uh, as well that I would like to highlight is um, uh, well, are the, the leadership skills of the uh, L&D professionals. And here I mean, uh, regardless if you are having, if you have your own team or uh, you are uh, a standalone in the organization, it is really important to be able to mobilize the, the employees and the managers to work together with you uh, on the employee development. I will give an example as well. I did a program uh, a long time ago uh, and I was training the employees and in the middle of it, I realized that if the managers are not trained on the same things that the employees were taking part in, they will not be able to feedback on the skills we were targeting. So that's why I also did a program for the managers as well to be able to align both. But also for that to happen, I really need to prove the value of everyone sitting in that training room for several hours and uh, and pr prove the effectiveness of the training as well, which is also a very important topic uh, for L&D when it comes to you know, proving your value and that it is the learning that contributed to the uh, to the um, good performance of the company or bad performance of the company in the um, if, if, if there was no training in place. Alex, excellent stuff. So as you look in, you talk about understanding the impact of business and you're looking at the the concepts of, you know, interplay with different organizations with inside there. So sister organizations where there's a handoff of activity or with the managers that are there. Um, I know oftentimes it's tough for learning and development to actually pinpoint how they've impacted performance, but how do you, how do you go about measuring the impact of the L&D performance on the performance uh, of the people themselves? Yeah, well, thank you for this question. It's my favorite one, I have to say. Um, uh, and I think here it all starts with, first of all, L&D being data-driven uh, function at this stage. And for that to happen, for L&D to be able to measure, we need to design uh, with uh, uh, data in mind. That means if we're designing a learning program that we already think ahead, what are the moments where we want to design for data collection from uh, from uh, the trainees, for example? If we want to do, for example, pre or post uh, knowledge validation and then understand what is the increase uh, of knowledge retention before and after the training. However, we also might want to, let's say, um, understand if uh, if 
the sales training really contributed to the results of sales. And this is sometimes really hard to, to capture, to see if you know the, the training was what influenced. So you can always do control groups in, this, in that sense. That means that you provide training for one group of the sales team and you don't provide training for another group of the sales team. And then you compare what happens, uh, let's say for another month with the results and how what is the difference in performance between the two groups. This both gives you, um, let's say, uh, enough data to understand where what happened with the performance and it also might show that maybe the training wasn't as effective as uh, uh, um, as it should have been or maybe it really uh, gave great results but that helps you as an L&D organization make a data-driven decision and if you're talking about investing in the budget for the next year or spending more time uh, taking people off work and uh, investing in the L&D you have a, a way to justify that um, to justify that cost and time investment <clears throat> and also another important piece is understanding the, the rest of the data from the organization. At the moment, we, HR collects uh, in several places and looking into uh, engagement survey to understand what is it that people appreciate and what is uh, how what role does L&D play in the employee value proposition? And also, you know, <laughs> why are people leaving? Are they leaving because um, um, they're missing uh, development opportunities or they would like to develop more, learn? Or is it that they just didn't like some other parts of the organization? And in my experience, what I often saw was that people were leaving actually because um, they didn't see themselves. They didn't see their potential realized further in the company or further career development, uh, career uh, development opportunities. And L and D can play a strategic role there in uh, employee retention and providing um, a sense of development to people within the within the workforce they're in at the moment. Excellent. I appreciate that. So we have seen a lot of the effects from the Great Resignation, which occurred a while ago. Uh, what in what way? Does L&D help overcome the challenges associated with something like that? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I have just uh, touched uh, touched on this, um, uh, and also we have talked about the the impact of L&D um, in the organization, also in one of the AIHR um, certificate programs on uh, on learning and development. Um, and also as a manager, I I see here. Um, because I used to be in L&D and now, uh, and I also had to enable different organizations on how to maximize the potential, what the managers should do. And now I have a team of almost over 12 plus people, plus a manager uh, within within the within the structure. And I try to, you know, uh, follow my own advice and I see that it's working. So I really try to invest in people in terms of blocking learning time, uh, having development plans with everyone. And that's really, works because uh, the team that I have at the moment I'm very proud of is very engaged, intrinsically motivated, and they all feel like they're contributing something to the organization. Taking that back, that example uh, to an organizational level, I think that L&D should continue with the mission that they mostly have in organizations, but really understand and synergize with other departments to understand, you know, where do our employees want to go and where do we want to go as a company? Um, and these are these are small things like uh, having a process with your HRBPs where they collect maybe personal development plans with people and then involving L&D to say, how can we make this happen? Uh, who are the people we uh, we can invest in this year and in what way? So that it's a win-win for both organization and the employee, aside from the hygienical uh, factors that they get from their employers, such as salary, nice benefits, and so on. It's really, um, L&D can play this uh, 
role of someone who helps employees build a vision of themselves, uh, uh, their future selves in the organization, if they work in synergy with cross departments as well. Uh, if you're a small organization that's just managers and understanding and helping them uh, build career paths and learning paths for the employees uh, that support their career development goals, or if you're a bigger uh, um, uh, organization, it will probably be HR managers, VPs, and other functions that uh, you collaborate with. Um, and once people are intrinsically motivated and they enjoy their workplace, that really helps uh, uh, retain them and simply they are they are uh, uh, feeling as a part of the company and it's and they're staying within your talent pool um, versus if you don't then uh, it's really easy to sort of just compare uh, the benefits uh, from another from an employer to another employer and uh, base your decision making just on that. Okay, thank you very much. One question that we like to ask all of our guests. Uh, is from from a culture and people processes perspective, what does a high performing company mean to you? Well, I know that this is going to sound like I'm reading off of a bumper sticker, but I really think that uh, employees as the center of um, they, putting employees at the center of uh, of the organization is something that will be uh, that will help organization as a whole. And by here, I mean taking principles uh, that I've been reading about a lot of design thinking, road mapping, or training development, these all processes start with your client or employee in mind. And when we design with uh, what makes employees in their roles thrive, uh, the whole organization grows as well. Um, and this is something that for me is very, um, something that I keep in mind both as a manager, as an uh, uh, L&D professional as well. Um, is my focus is very much on how do I maximize the potential of everyone I have on the team. Um, and I really diligently um, uh, uh, listen and serve uh, serve the needs and I connect that to where the company wants to go. So um, this is my this is my take on it. Uh, it, uh, it, it worked while I was uh, uh, in different uh, learning and development roles and it works uh, in my current role as well. Alex, how can we learn more? So um, it's uh, it's easy to learn more uh, within uh, within our academy. What I really uh, like about it is that you, even if you are a HR professional or L&D professional or just um, uh, someone who wants to upskill um, uh, in one of the HR uh, in one of the HR fields, you can easily find resources available within the academy. And as someone who worked in L&D, what I find really important is that not not just that we have courses, but we have a community where uh, you can actually find a lot of other experiences and advice on how different things can be implemented across cultures globally. And I find it one of the biggest assets uh, of the academy as well, aside from the fact that we are continuously working on finding the best experts to, um, to convert into digital, easily accessible learning. This is really exciting information and, and process activity that you're talking about. I love the fact that you're adding L&D into the, into the real world of driving business results, which is where it's needed to be all along. So this is great information you've given to our listeners and hopefully they'll, they'll take you up on the offer and, and learn more about it. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys. I uh, tried to sort of squish everything I wanted to say into this and uh, uh, I hope uh, the people will like it. Absolutely. And that just leaves us to say for today, Alex, thank you very much for being our guest on this episode of the people and performance podcast. Uh, it was a pleasure to be here, Bill. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the People in Performance podcast. Follow us on social media and remember to subscribe.